What's going on, guys? I'm Michael Keem, joined here by Vito Patel. This is the Crew Sports Pod, episode 42, and this week we're talking craziness in the top 10 in college football last week, the new college football playoff rankings, and then more craziness in the NFL, and then we'll end it off with our lock segment as usual. But Vito, let's start with last week. We had some, some upsets, to say the least, in the top 10 of the college football playoff rankings. Yeah, both upsets. I mean... One of them was RT, which is amazing. We went to that game. Absolutely electric atmosphere. I don't think I've been to a Notre Dame game. Not only like was this the most electric atmosphere, but I don't think I've been to a Notre Dame game that's relatively even close. Like The whole game, so much energy. I mean, what do you think about that one? Man. Man. I mean, me and you are still like smiling till now. And it's been, it's been almost <laughs> half a week. That was the best game I've ever been to, too. Oh, my God. I mean, when Clemson had the ball, first down, second down, third down, fourth down, didn't matter. Like, everyone was standing and loud. It was like the whole stadium was a student section. Like, how crazy everyone was. No one sat down ever. Oh, it was, it was beautiful. We were we were all loud. Absolutely, yeah. We got to go on the field after the game. I was right next to Coach Freeman. It was crazy. It was crazy. That was, I agree. That was the best Notre Dame game I've ever been to. Yeah, absolutely. There's sometimes we had some uh, possession where we pinned them deep, and man, as a team, I think we lead the country. Or even if we don't lead the country, I've never seen a team have six blocked punts in a year. Where we got blocked punt number six, and so I think everyone was just loud because when Clemson was close to their goal line, we're like, "Wait, if these guys punted, we're gonna score again because <laughs> we'll, we'll block anything." And so, man, every time they touch the ball. Uh, you know, the crowd was loud, and I think what really started it was uh the blog punch. I don't, I just don't understand why a team is so good at blocking punts, but I'll take it. I don't know either, but I agree with you. I think, I think it was that their first drive, they went like three and out. We blocked a punt and, and returned it for a touchdown. I think that set the stage, and nobody sat down after that, even though our offense kind of had a slow yeah. start here and there, but no one sat down. And then we just never let Clemson get into the game at all. I mean, they didn't put up a point till garbage time in the fourth quarter and when we were already up 28-0 yeah man and i mean at that point it was pretty much over but it was just crazy how we could do that uh but that defense that marcus freeman defense last year in november the only touchdowns allowed was uh, garbage time in stanford the last game of november uh and actually a lot of crazy facts about Notre Dame, though. Uh, but I want to start with Freeman. I think this is Freeman's defense is like get better as the season progresses. I know Clemson scored two touchdowns, but I don't think like if the game was closer, I think they would have pretty much held them in check because the defense had, you know, uh, Clemson's number. And then I mean another comment I want to make is I just saw this as looking up that Notre Dame had six block punts. The last time an Irish team had six block punts in a season was in 1933. What? <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, uh, I feel like nowadays you don't see block punts. It's just a fair catch game, really. Yeah, I'm gonna guess the the game's a little different than from the 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And as I was, as I said before, uh, Notre Dame actually does lead the country in block punts this year, uh, with six. Um, yeah, we're block punt you. Clubs is in the top ten, and they have two. <laughs> it's hard I mean, to block punts. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, some seasons we normally don't even have one, or we'll have like one. Yeah, but like we got six, and we got what three more weeks to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's crazy. 
I oh man, I love it. Uh and another comment, uh Drew Pine had less than hundred yards passing <laughs> and he scored thirty-five points and won the game but in a blowout fashion. Uh thanks to <laughs> Audric SMA and Logan Diggs just absolutely demolished them, but mostly our offensive line beating Clemson's like stacked defensive line, stacked as in two top ten picks on their defensive line with Rize and uh Murphy. They they have a dominant defensive line, but we push them around like they're kids. I mean, we'll have a top ten pick on our offensive line next week. I mean, next year. Yeah, you saw him at first at Joe Alt. <laughs> that is a big guy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> he, yes, he looks a lot bigger when you're standing next to him. And probably a little intimidating factor too if you're on the opposing D line. If you're like five, like ten, and like a hundred and sixty <laughs> pounds, like me. <laughs> he's he's almost six eight three twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's two, he's two almost double your size. Oh my god. Yeah. This big dude. Um. But the other uh other upset was crazy. Actually, I guess we didn't see either of these coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I wanted to say Notre Dame could pull it off, but like I I, I would be lying if I saw this fashion. I would have thought like it would have been like a thirteen to. 17 game or something, you know, a couple field goals of both teams, and like, you know, we went out at the end because I mean, okay, I didn't expect our offense to do that great. And to be honest, I don't think they did that great, but our run game was great. We yeah. had 200 yards. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. Our running game was amazing. Our quarterback play is still pretty bad. I'm, I'm like, if I had to say one bad thing about our game, it was the, our inability to throw the ball, but I mean, it didn't really matter. It, it was just a clinic on defense and running the ball. We play like the Chicago Bears in the 80s. <laughs> Man, what a game. I mean, I'm still, I'm so like, I'm still like pumped up from that game. You and I were huge Freeman believers and like, this this is like, yes, this is exactly what he wanted. And I think this is like, this is what you can get from Freeman. Like, this is our potential. Like, do, do I think it's going to happen week in and week out? Maybe not yet in the future. I mean, I think you build a powerhouse. But like, like when we promoted Freeman to head coach, this is like what I thought is like our potential. And like to see that, to be at that Clemson game and see that happen, that's like, man. Yeah, absolutely. Man, players love him. He he knows his he knows his defensive game, and as he gets better and better preparing the players, it's gonna go awesome. And like a lot of that coaching staff was also new. It wasn't just Freeman's fault. Like half the coaching turnover was caused with Kelly's exit. And I think every all the players are starting to trust trust the coaches' processes, especially our new offensive line coach Easton. Uh, I think he's actually building that line. And uh, Easton, fun fact, he was there few years ago but uh he didn't like kelly uh so he left but he some of his products were ronnie stanley quentin nelson and mike mcglinchy they were all he stand projects so he didn't have I mean, any of the martins i think he was after the martins actually no no i think he had the younger martin I, he might have had both martins actually i forget what his timeline was but he definitely at least for those three for sure he was coached by he stand I mean, he's the reason we had such a good O-line just all the time, like every year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but so I'm still interested to see how how Freeman does like in the maybe come like trap games or like smaller opponents. Because um, maybe that was what our problem was in the beginning of the year, just looking past like Marshall and Stanford and stuff. Like the thing with Kelly was he always won the games that he was supposed to. 
But then when it came time to like a challenge, we never yeah. stood up to it. But he treated every game the same was his philosophy, which you'd be lying if you thought every game was the same. Freeman's like the opposite. He always steps up to the challenge. But then like we saw this year, we dropped a couple games we shouldn't have. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't understand those yet. But I think with time, though, like we with more experience, he, he like that won't happen anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to miss miss a beat now. I think the team's excited, too. I think the team believes uh, I'm excited to see the rest of the season. But anyways, the other other upset, though, was Bama going into Baton Rouge and most of our players on this Notre Dame team were coached by Kelly at some point. So you could kind of say that Brian Kelly products, uh, if you will, ended the Bama and Clemson winning streak because Bama and Clemson have not lost a game on the same day since 2013. Which is almost 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, given that sometimes, some years Bama doesn't and Clemson just don't lose except to each other. Yeah, that's facts. That so, happened like three times. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean that's that's part of it, but yeah, two dynasties really went down on the same within the same like thirty forty five minutes. I mean, or maybe it might have been longer, but I mean, it was still within the same hour. I would say, yeah, both Saturday night. Yep, yep. I mean, I guess uh, the Bama. Uh, the thing about Kelly is it took him a little longer to get rid of Bama. It took him in overtime, while Freeman did it by the, halfway through the fourth quarter. <laughs> We always find something. <laughs> uh, that really surprised me, though. Like we've been saying, for Kelly's entire time in Notre Dame, never stepped up to the challenge against, like, dynasty teams, against, like, like the blue-chip schools like Bama. Um, so I was really surprised that they sent that game to overtime and then went for two to just straight-out win it after the first overtime. That is crazy. Yes. Oh, my God. And the play he wanted on, you definitely remember, reminds me of the Florida State play that <laughs> we called that we lost because it's a pick play, apparently, offensive pass interference. It's the same play, I believe, or at least the same concept. Was it really? I mean, I guess the exact same play Clemson lost. Clemson beat Alabama and that year. Watson was there, uh, last play of the game to Renfro. Yeah. That's like Bama's kryptonite. <laughs> I guess he used to run that all game. <laughs> Man, apparently. Baton Rouge was so loud that uh, I don't know if you see that that they registered two earthquakes on that Richter scale. Uh, wow, I did not see that. I didn't know that. That is crazy. That I mean, wow. And we yeah. didn't even do that. Well, I mean, we were up by like twenty eight. Like this is like if it was a two point conversion to win the game, I'm sure our stadium would have been crazy. Oh, that's true. That's true. But, Ours was more like overtime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think throughout the time, I think the average loudness of our stadium was probably louder because Bama probably shut him up a few times during that game. Our crowd, like, there was just something to cheer about every play for that Notre Dame game for the most part. Yeah, that was a beat down. But I'm still, I'm very, I'm impressed by LSU. I will say that. So I definitely did not see that coming. But let's get into this week's college football playoff ranking. So, oh, we didn't even talk Georgia-Tennessee. Oh, that was another surprise. Dang, the number one versus number one game. Yeah. Wow. That's true. Man, I did not. I, I knew Georgia was full of dogs, but I just, I don't know. I just thought Tennessee was better than that, averaging like 50 points a game. And it, at times, it just seemed like they couldn't move the ball. They scored a late fourth quarter touchdown, but they they were outplayed. Like their offense did not stand a chance. And Georgia didn't even have Nolan Smith on defense. 
Yeah, I I thought Georgia was going to win, but I'd be lying if I told you they throw them around like that. Yeah. Oh, man. They are dogs for sure. And, man, they are the team to beat. Uh, no question that about it. That defense? I mean, did, are we still underrating that defense? How could the defense be so good losing, like, A players to the NFL draft and then, like, their and best, your best player this year. this year? Yes, and they're still dogs. Yeah, I I don't know. So it looks like you gotta go through Georgia again. So what man. what Kirby Smart's building there is crazy too. Is this the next Bama? Oh man, they might even be better than Bama was. So here's a crazy stat I saw this week too. So Tennessee and Oregon are even after them facing Georgia, are I think two of the three, maybe two of the four, right? Some are the top five. They're definitely the top five. But let's say two of the five to be safe. Two of the top five scoring offenses, even after playing Georgia. And Oregon scored three points against Georgia. And Tennessee scored 13, which, you know, last touchdown was just, you know, garbage time. So they basically stopped two offenses that score 45 to 50 points a game and held them to damn near less than 15. I mean, both of them less than 15. Combined 16 points. I mean, last year it was what? It wasn't until like week seven or eight until that Georgia team gave up a touchdown. That's facts. They were giving up like three and a half points a game. Yeah. Oh, man. That defense. That defense. I mean, maybe the new trend in college football is defense. (laughs) No, because if you go back and look at any Bama team that won, like if we go back and look at their rosters, I remember we did this last year when we were ranking the all-time best college football playoff teams. Every time that you looked at an Alabama defense, you're like, yo, this guy's in the NFL. This guy's in the NFL. This guy's in the NFL. And sometimes it'd be like the second and third strings that just when they got a yeah. chance in like the next year, they became really good and they went to the NFL. So like, I mean, that's just what Georgia is like this year. I mean, whoever they're probably second or third string guys now are, will be stars next year and the year after and then in the NFL after that. We just don't know it yet because they're behind their current NFL players or prospects. That's crazy. Yeah. They're just a team full of dogs for real. Um <laughs> No, I, and I think that's exactly like you're saying exactly what Bama was. But I think the the one difference though is that, like I still think Bama and like some of the other teams are still powerhouses. Like back then, I felt like there was less powerhouses. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I just don't remember it as much. But Georgia's just like destroying everyone they played. In the last two years, their only loss was to Bama, uh, and that was. That was actually crazy. I can't believe Bama did that. But other than that, every game has pretty much been a two-score win, blowout for the most part. Like, nothing's been close for these guys. Georgia's next challenge will be the SEC championship. And, yeah, right now it's looking like it's going to be LSU unless LSU loses and, like, Ole Miss comes through or something like that. But I don't think LSU stands a chance. I've been hating on LSU, but, yeah, I, I might continue if they're yeah. playing Georgia. But okay, let's get into the let's get into the college football playoff rankings. Now Georgia's number one, Ohio State stays at two, Michigan's at three, TCU is at four, Tennessee five, Oregon six, LSU seven, USC eight, Bama nine, and Clemson ten. And Notre Dame makes it in at twenty. I mean, this is just so beautiful to see this because I've never seen Bama and Clemson so low together. Nine and ten. Yeah, both of them on fringe of the top ten. That's crazy. Um, and I will say TC finally gets the deserve, respect they deserve being number four. That being said, I don't think they really stand a chance to any of these top teams. And then Michigan and Ohio State, I know Michigan's really, really good, but I just can't see Ohio State losing them two years in a row. So 
Michigan might just I don't know if I I would eliminate Michigan though for their only loss being to Ohio State. It'll be interesting. This is chaos. Oh man. Yeah, I think uh TCU does not stay there for long. They beat Kansas State and Kansas who were doing good for a while. Uh they beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State who again, like they were we thought they were gonna be good, but like ended up not being great. Uh their biggest test comes this week against Texas. Yes, yes, I know. I'm excited for that one because I actually think Texas is going to pull it off. I think Texas is going to win that game. I mean, it's a night game in Texas Stadium. And I mean, you and I are big fans of Quinn Ewers <laughs> and B. John is just a beast. Uh, TCU better be ready because I mean, Vegas favors Texas right now, too. Vegas is usually really, not yeah, yeah. I mean, Texas though is, I, I feel like they're pretty up and down. Like, I know they had losses when Ewers was out, but then even when he came back, they lost again and a game they were supposed to win, I feel like. Yeah, they lost to Oklahoma State, which Oklahoma State is also pretty up and down. But the big the big flex that Texas has on the season, they beat Oklahoma 49-0. to <laughs> That was still crazy. I st- yeah. Oh, man. That Big 12 team is – that Big 12 conference is crazy because Kansas State also beat, like, Oklahoma State to, like, 48-0. to Everybody beats everybody. The scores are just random. It's nuts. <laughs> yeah, I think looking at the top four, I think Georgia and Ohio State stay. I think Michigan and TCU drop out. I think Oregon or USC end up in the top four. I'm going to lean towards Oregon, though, because I think we beat USC later this year. Yes, sir. And then I don't know who the fourth team will be. Oh, man. Well, Oregon also has a challenge this weekend. Washington. Mike Penix and Washington come to Oregon, um, and they're a pretty solid team. They've been on the down <laughs> a little bit recently, but they start off hot, and like Michael Penix was doing good, yeah. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Michael Penix is still leads the country in passing yards. They just have a really bad defense, <laughs> which uh, I wish I wish I could relate to that, but our defense is pretty good. <laughs> and our quarterback does not throw for the most yards. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's going to be a shootout. That's going to be a great game, too. I'm excited for that one. But the big highlight for this weekend is Bama and Ole Miss. I don't think Bama's alive anymore, but Ole Miss is still kind of alive. And I mean, I no, Bama is done. They already got two losses, and I mean, if they don't beat Ole Miss, well, I mean, then they're definitely done. But I don't think they make it to the SEC championship. Then they are a game behind LSU and lost tiebreaker now. That's how that works. So, like, without being able to get the SEC championship and proving themselves against, like, Georgia – and they got two losses. No, Bama's definitely done. Ole Miss has an uphill climb because they already got a loss. So they got to beat Bama, and they got to get to the SEC championship by hoping LSU loses the game and then beat Georgia. Yeah, that's a that's a battle. Yeah. I, so I don't know. I don't think either of these teams are alive for a playoff spot, but I think they're more than alive for a New Year's Six still. Yeah, that's true. That's what they're really alive for. Uh, dang, that's tough. Uh, I think Ole Miss is a little overrated, though. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but that's beside the point. They're both alive for New Year's Six. I, technically, Ole Miss, if they win out, they could make it uh, if Alistair gets upset at once. Uh, but I don't know. I just Even then, I don't think they touched Georgia. Exactly. I was going to say I, who knows? I've been wrong about a lot of things, and it's going to be in Mississippi. Ole Miss has historically played Bama tough, and 
man, would they love to beat Bama on a down year for Saban. But uh, I'll let you know what I think about this game in a little bit. <laughs> oh, foreshadowing a lock? Yeah, for sure. And then there's one more ranked matchup, but I don't know much about UCF and Tulane. But I heard Tulane's really, really good this year. But UCF, air quotes, won the championship in 2017, was it? Or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these are the t- two best teams in the American Athletic Conference uh, taking a place of what Cincinnati used to be. I mean, yeah, I don't know too much about that matchup either, to be honest. And I'm more I'm more watching these other three ranked matchups. Yeah, yeah, no, no I don't know much. Uh, but it's going to be a big showdown for their conference. I think winner might get a bid for it near six, depends on where they finish in the rankings. But... Yeah, it doesn't have real playoff implications, in my opinion. No, I don't think so. I think, yeah, like you said, a win over another ranked team could put them in New Year's Six contention. Yeah, I could see that. Because a lot of these other teams ahead of them got to play each other at some point. Yeah, exactly. So we will see. Should be another good week in football. November college football is pretty chaotic. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, everything goes down there. Yep, and then moving to the NFL. Uh, some ups and downs last week. Both of our teams lost, except I think you were a little happier than I was. <laughs> yes, the Bears, they did lose, but in the losing process, we set the single game rushing record for quarterbacks in a regular season game. Justin Fields eclipsed 170 rushing yards. He also had three passing touchdowns. The Bears' offense was explosive, Uh, and I mean, we almost outscored Miami, and our defense is like way weaker than it was last week because we lost, you know, some good, really good players. So I'm excited for the Bears' offensive future, and it's nice to actually have a quarterback on our team. I mean, you you can't relate too much because you have Josh Allen, but it's tough when you don't have a quarterback ever. Yes, that is true. Oh, got Allen. He did hurt his elbow and a horrible loss to the Jets. Um, but I mean, hopefully he'll be back. I think. He'll be back. Uh, So he's listed as day-to-day for now. But last week's pick'em, we had one difference, and it was Bucks versus Rams. And you had the Bucks who won, so... Oh, shit, I forgot forgot about that. Yeah, so you won that week. Uh, You went 9-4, I went 8-5 because of that Bucks-Rams game. And so overall now, Vito, you are in the lead. You have won four, I've won three, and we've tied twice. Wow. Week nine is the first time I take the lead this season. Yeah, so now I'm playing from behind. So I need some good picks this week. You have a higher percentage, though. (laughs) It seems like um, this year. So Any week that like either me or you win, like it's always pretty close. Yeah, week four is really where you just said you just hammered down. Yeah, that's the only thing keeping my percentage up. But still, we're both below our marks from last year because this year has been hard to pick. Yeah, so many upsets. I mean, your Bills losing to the Jets, I did not see that coming at all. Like They always is... drop like the most random games. Like last year, we <laughs> lost to Jacksonville, 9-6. to six. Oh, yeah, I remember the Josh Allen versus Josh Allen memes. Yeah, Josh <laughs> Allen kicked butt that one. And not ours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, let's get into this week's. Oh, wow. The Thursday night game. Atlanta versus Carolina, we already got as many differences as we had all of last week. I got Atlanta, who is, I think, overachieving for me. I think they're doing pretty good. You got Carolina. Yeah. 
Man, I, I don't really like Carolina much, but that last game, Carolina was just so close to winning. I think they might just win in prime time. And my guess is good as yours at this point. This NFL season is crazy. <laughs> oh, you mean last time they beat the – oh, they played the Atlanta? Yeah, but the DJ – Oh, yeah, wasn't catch. that two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, they just played each other. Um, But uh, so after that game, I thought Carolina would look okay. And because the game before that, I think they played – the Bucks and absolutely handled them. Then this past week, it looked like they should not have been on the same field as Joe Mixon. Yeah. Oh my God. Actually, dang, I forgot about that. I guess I forgot <laughs> about that in my analysis, but hey, the five touchdowns, that's crazy. Carolina's defense is good in their secondary, but that, that that's just awful. So, damn, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Uh, I just, uh, just crazy things happen in the NFL. So maybe in quick four days, they learned. Yeah, uh, maybe. I mean, the Falcons are tied for first in the NFC South. That's not saying much since they're four and five. Uh, but they've been playing teams tough. All their games, at least, are close. Except when they also played the Bengals, they wasn't very close. But I mean, this division is just not good against the Bengals. But I mean, like I said, Atlanta has impressed me so far. So I'm I'm rolling with them. I'm sticking with them. Maybe Marcus Mariota's found a home now. Yeah. I mean, they're four and five, but they're at top of the division. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after that, we go on a little streak where we agree again. Seattle at Tampa. We both have Tampa. Miami at Buffalo. We both got the Bills. Detroit at Chicago. We both picked Chicago. Denver at Tennessee. We both picked Tennessee. Jacksonville at Kansas City. We both got Kansas City. Now, Cleveland at Miami. I'm going for a little upset here, I think. I like Cleveland. You got Miami. Yeah, I don't know. I've been liking Miami's offense a lot, and I think they're just going to continue to get better at home. But Cleveland has been really, really good lately, so I—that I, was a toss-up for sure. Yeah, I—I I really thought at some point Miami's offense would just cool off, like similar to kind of what happened with Detroit. But they have not. I mean, Tua looks good. It looks like their passing game puts up like a hundred fantasy points a week somehow. Yeah. Um, they they just spread it out. I feel like they got like four fast receivers. Feels like the Chiefs offense from last year kind of where everyone's just a speedster. The cheat effect. Yeah, I don't know. He just teaches people like his drills <laughs> for how to get faster or something. Yeah. I mean, I will say Waddle has always been a, just a jet too, though. Those guys are insanely fast. I don't even know who's faster, but I, I'll have to go with Cheetah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd probably guess so. I'm sure they've raced. Yeah, they're just not going to reveal to the public. And the yeah. cameras are off, though. Yeah. But I, I like Cleveland. Uh, I think they're pretty good. I think their defense is pretty solid. And that was, I just, I got to pick some upset. I went with that one. That was the one I felt best about, honestly. I like that. I like that. Continuing, though, Houston at the New York Giants. We both got the New York Giants. New Orleans at Pittsburgh. We both got New Orleans. Indianapolis at Vegas. We both got Vegas. Dallas at Green Bay. We both got Dallas. Arizona at the Rams. We got another difference. I got Arizona. You got the LA Rams. Uh, can I even trust the Rams to win a game? I don't exactly, know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's why I went Arizona. Yeah, but they have to win a game now. Like they're too, it's the Hagor's done. They gotta get up. Like it's a it's lunchtime. Get going. Like or else you're not gonna make the playoffs again. Yeah, they gotta win this one. I mean, so is the Cardinals per se, but I just think the Rams are a better team and they're at home. 
but I don't know. Could I trust them? I'm not sure. This is a toss-up. I did not think at this point in the season these would be the bottom two teams in their division. That's true. Rams are three and five. Cardinals are three and six. So the only thing the Rams got over the Cardinals is a bye week. But I don't know. The Rams, their offense has just not looked the same as last year. And I think Matt Stafford got a concussion in the Tampa game. Oh, yeah. Dang. He's questionable, but he's not out. But dang, if he's not playing, I don't know. Yeah, but still, overall, the Rams this season have scored 131 points. That is, I'm a guess, last. No, the Broncos are last. The Broncos have 121. <laughs> ah, that makes sense. But dang, that is so low. Bro, Stafford has not looked good at all this year. I mean, especially, I want to say, Allen Robinson does not look like the Allen Robinson I know. I mean, he's a little older, I guess, but like... No, Stafford has not not looked the same. That offense just in general has not looked the same. They have no run game. Uh, Stafford's struggling. Cooper Cup still does his thing, though. He's amazing. Cooper Cup's him, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. The Rams are so different from the Rams of last year, so I don't trust them. Arizona's looked a little better with D-Hop back, and now James Conner's getting healthy again, so I went Cardinals. I like that, but I'm not going to agree. I like it. <laughs> Keeping it going, the Chargers versus San Francisco got flexed to the Sunday night game, and wow, we're both going against the Chargers. I just think the San Francisco offense is just is just going to be amazing. It's going to get better every week. I think this will be the first week that they'll be able to fully use all of their their pieces because Debo was out last week, and the week before that was CMC's first week with the team. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, oh, there's there's a strong offense and everyone's playing together. It's just fast and. I don't know. Chargers have injuries. Like, is is uh, Keenan Allen going to play? I know Mike Williams is out. Like, I don't know. They just seem a little shorthanded on offense. Their defense, I mean, already they lost to Bosa for the year. I think they have a few more injuries. They're just, they're just a walking dead team. Yeah. So, I think that's a huge part. Keenan Allen's played what, two games this year. Like, that's tough. Um, I mean, they're still at 5-3, and three, so not, like, the worst, but... Yeah, they're pretty good, which is like surprising me, honestly. Because given the amount of injury they had, I, I I did not expect them to be so good. Yeah, but the eye test, I, like they haven't been scoring like you would think they would be. Yeah. And also, I think the rest of the division outside of the Chiefs has been a disappointment, too. Like, I don't know how the Raiders keep losing. And the Broncos, yeah, the Broncos haven't suck. done anything on like, offense. Yeah. They're the lowest scoring team in the league. Dang, every team in that division is a little worse than we thought. Yeah, but yeah, actually, they the Chargers had so many injuries. Like, Chargers, I think, have the most talented roster in all the NFL. I just don't think they're healthy this year. But, I mean, they got like four superstars on defense, pretty much four superstars on offense. But they just can't stay healthy, I guess. Yeah, so, I mean, maybe they can get everyone come playoff time. Or at least everyone on offense. Yeah, so at least they can score more. Their defense still looks fine without, like, I think J.C. Jackson and yeah, uh, both are out for the year. And they're still okay. Oh, the Domer Drew Tranquil has been nice this year. Yeah, hey, you love to see He's it. He's been good for them. Love to see it. He's been good. I like watching him. Uh, and then ending things off on the Monday night game, Washington at Philadelphia. We both got Philadelphia staying perfect. And then on by, we got... Cincinnati, New England, and the New York Jets, and the Baltimore Ravens, whose defense I think looks fantastic. Oh my God. Adding Roquan to that Baltimore defense is insane. Dang, wait, 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 wait. I didn't watch that game. How did, how did they look? 
Oh, he 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 looked like he's been playing for Baltimore all year. I mean, he's he's amazing. But it also, I don't know, I don't want to overhype it too much because I mean they look great, but they were also playing a prime time Andy Dalton. So like, mm, that's even as loaded when you think about it. Yeah, they are. I mean, you got Clyde Campbell, JPP when he's healthy. He added Roquan, Patrick Queen, Justin Houston. Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton. I mean, they're loaded. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Wow. That's that is star set of defense. Sheesh. Yeah. And I mean And adding adding, adding the bleeding tackler yes. in the NFL oh. in tackle. Oh. Why well, they didn't need to do that. <laughs> oh, and Kyle Fuller's on IR. Oh dang. So they would have had a lockdown quarter too. I mean, it's just crazy. They pretty much have a star in every phase of the defense from front seven i mean to front four really to linebacker to second like safety and corner like every position is loaded oh man roquan looked great i mean roquan's always been about the money though i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i love the dude no it's fresh i forgot about this too his rookie year he he held out or where until uh, the bears got an agreement on his contract so he didn't practice with the team until the first week uh he played but his first game he had a sack on aaron rod he, he was actually a beast he's been a beast his whole career though so i mean i don't dislike the dude he's he's really good hey the man Pay the man it's just it's really weird because he is like a really, really good linebacker, but you don't pay linebackers anymore. You just don't. Someone will. He's a leading tackler. Yeah, he'll find a home, hopefully. Yeah, but, I mean, Baltimore's going to have to pay Lamar this offseason, too, so we, we will see. That should be interesting. Um, But let's go on to our last segment now. We got the locks of the week. Every week, me and Vito got $100 to spend on bets for that week, and we can do them however we want. We're keeping track of every week and so far so last week uh was not great for me i pushed one bet and lost the rest down 70 from last week down 87 overall you're a little better last week down 11 but down 258 overall Vito. yeah those two weeks that i got zero they're still gonna haunt me for the rest of the year um but- i think so I've had 500 last two weeks, but think about Vegas. This is how Vegas wins. If you're 500, you're still down at the money. I mean, yeah. I gotta guess I gotta do plus more plus uh, bets, but yeah, uh, you can't really win by just winning half your bets. You gotta win a majority of your bets to be in the plus. So this week, I'm gonna start it off. I said earlier in the show that I was gonna tell you what I really feel about this game, and I'm taking Alabama minus 11 and a half. Uh, Bama's going to Ole Miss. Uh, the odds are minus 105, and I'm giving them for 25. I don't think Nick Saban is going to lose another game this year. He's pissed. Those guys have probably had the hardest workout of their lives on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, and th- this team is not going to make a mistake. But more importantly, too, I mean, they lost two games this year, but both of them are really close, combined for four points of loss and in absolute thrillers. I don't think this one's going to be like that. You just think straight beat down because Alabama's lines are always, I mean, with it against last week against the LSU, the line was 12 and a half. Now it's 11 and a half. I mean, Bama's lines are always, people always expect Bama to score wins. Yeah. Well, I'll say one more thing, though. I don't think this almost team is very good. I think this team sucks. Because oh, okay. <laughs> um, they're eight and one, yes, but they have no wins against any current ranked team. They have not been a ranked team. And only team 
that they played on their schedule that was ranked was LSU, which I mean LSU I guess is pretty good, but they lost by twenty five to LSU. Pama is better than LSU. They just lost, but they're better. I don't think it's gonna be re- really close. So give me Bama eleven and a half. Okay, okay. Then I got a big parlay going: Chiefs versus Jacksonville, uh, New York Giants versus Houston, and the Eagles versus the Commanders. So I'll take all the favorites: Chiefs, Giants, and Eagles. Uh, so I get a minus one hundred two and put fifty on it. And then last one, little different segment, but in a few hours. India is in the semifinal for the World Cup, the 2020 World Cup, and we're going to play England. Uh, uh, in India, it smells light at the end of the tunnel because already in the championship game spot is bitter rival Pakistan. And we want to see them and we want to beat them again. Give me India money line for minus 130 for 25 bucks. That is definitely our first ever cricket bet. Yeah. I've had one soccer bet, you had one cricket bet, and the rest have been basketball. I don't even think we've had a bat, or I mean, what the rest have been football. I don't even think we've had a basketball bet yet, but that's true. Yeah, I, yeah. I guess it's just too early this season to care about these games, though. Yeah. All right, I went kind of similar. I got one college football, and then the rest are NFL. I like the NFL odds this week, so that's why I went NFL heavy. But my one college, I got Clemson versus Louisville. Uh, I got Clemson minus seven. Revenge factor, basically the same thing I was thinking. Bama. Yeah, and the thing is, so Louisville has some good wins, actually. I mean, they have some bad losses. They lost to Syracuse, uh, but they beat UCF early in the year. <laughs> they lost Florida State, which is not great. But since then, they beat Pitt, they beat Wake Forest, and now they play Clemson, which is obviously the biggest test so far. But I think there is a pretty big uh, like skill gap between these two. Clemson is a powerhouse dynasty. Louisville is a basketball school. So I and Clemson, I think, needs to come back and show that they are good and get a good dominant win. So I think they win by at least a touchdown. That's minus one ten. I put ten bucks on that. <laughs> I don't know. Based on your explanation, just sounds super confident. You put ten on that one. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't like spread bets, so I'm not actually that confident. <laughs> um, uh, Maybe Clemson are them, so I only win ten bucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I saved the rest of my money for the NFL this week, so I got Bills Vikings Bills money line minus one ninety. I put thirty bucks on that. Uh, hopefully, Allen plays though and is like healthy. I think the Vikings are frauds. I don't think they're seven in one team. Yeah, no, I I actually I definitely agree with that. And Bills after that loss, yeah, give me the Bills too, but. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they're like a bad team, but they are not seven and one team, the Vikings. So give me Bills, and I'm cheering for the Bills anyway. Uh, then I did two separate parlays. I don't want to put them all together because I didn't want one loss to hurt everything. So the first one is a little bit safer. I got Kansas City over Jacksonville, Dallas over Green Bay, and Vegas over Indy. Who Indy? We didn't even talk about their situation. That was probably one of the craziest things I've ever seen in terms of like head coach hiring. They fired uh, Frank Wright and hired Jeff Saturday, who's never had any coaching experience except for like a season or two in high school. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, so they got a new play caller too. I think Indy's going to be in shambles. So I got Vegas to end that parlay. That comes out to be one fifty three plus one fifty three odds. I put forty bucks on that. 
Okay, big, big bets now. <laughs> yes, yes. Now I got another three-team parlay. This one's not as safe as the first one. We got the Giants over Houston, Chicago over Detroit. I'm going with you guys, too. I put both of our teams yeah. in here. And then Tennessee over Denver. Those three together come out to be plus 322. I put 20 bucks on there. So I'm looking for a big week. Dang, wow. I'm actually surprised that actually gives you 322 odds. Those are dice. Because I would I favor all three of those teams. I just don't know by how much they would win. Or if Bears and Detroit is probably what like is make it makes it tough. Yeah, that was like the the shaky one. And I don't like Houston's not like that bad. They just lose. But they win every here and there. And then Denver's a quality team that also just loses, but their defense is good. And Tennessee looks like they're going to just stick with Malik Woods for now. So those three I'm a little more iffy about. So I put those three together, and I put the three that I'm more confident with together. I like that. I like that. Yeah, so uh, we will see how it goes. But looking ahead to next week, um, I'm going to be trying to talk as much World Cup as I possibly can get you to talk on next week's pod veto. I am so excited for it. It is my favorite time of the year for the one four years. four years that it happens. <laughs> yeah. But, oh man, I'm going to try and watch almost every game. Uh, I'll be definitely doing world cup bets. I'm, I'm very excited for the world cup and you, you'll be able to tell next week. And it starts November 20th is first game. So Thanksgiving week, that's going to be, it's going to be going on. Oh yeah. It kicks off with group a Qatar versus Ecuador. And I don't, to be honest, know too much about either of those teams, but between now and next week, I will. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, I mean, Qatar's only in it because they're hosting it. Like they wouldn't qualify it otherwise, but it's okay. It's okay. I, oh uh, man, as you can tell, I'm very excited. I cannot wait for the World Cup and to talk soccer with you. That would be new. Yeah, no, that would be interesting. I'll do some research too. I'll be ready. Yeah, I might forget about football for a week or two. I'm not gonna. Lie. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what's going on. But yeah, I would like to. Uh, it'll be cool to have a shift to soccer. Yes, it'll be my time to shine. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with that being said, that wraps up for this week. And we will see you guys in the next one.